Welcome to Wake Up with Patty Catter. Come dive into today's episode sponsored by the Patriotic Mermaid. Hello, everybody. You're watching and listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter. Today, I have Zachary Babcock on the show, and he is with Underdog Empowerment. Correct, Zachary? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I am very excited to dig into this one because your story is not one that I've ever covered before. That's pretty <laughs> so cool. I know I know everybody has their own story, but this one is amazing to me for many reasons. So what I'd love for you to do is just give our listeners a little bit of information about how you grew up, basically. And then we're gonna dive into your story. Cool. How I grew up. Um I grew up in Ferguson, Missouri. Uh gets a bad rap for the uh Michael Brown incident that happened a few years ago. Uh, but it's a great community I grew up in. Yeah, it's a little bit lower, lower middle class level type uh, of community, but still great, great awesome community. Anyways, long story short, I grew up in uh, Ferguson, Missouri, raised by my mother. Father died when I was seven, and I didn't really have, uh, not making any excuses, I just didn't know what what it was what I was supposed to be to be a man or whatever. I didn't really have a good positive role model, mm-hmm. um, and I just made a lot of poor decisions growing up and. Um, and I, I always wanted to fit in with other people. Um, we all do to an extent. Anybody says that they don't, they're lying because it's literally our second biggest fear next to death is being exiled from the tribe. We all want to fit in and feel part of something. Um, and so I just took this a little bit overboard more than most. And that led to a lot of bad decisions. And I started using drugs when I was nine, smoking weed and stuff and caught a lot of cases by the time I was 17 and then graduated to heavier drugs and ended up going to prison for over five years of my life on it. Mm -hmm. So for some of our listeners, I actually have a friend that um, from when we were teenagers and I recently caught up with him and I was like, Hey man, I heard that you got into big trouble. He was in prison for a very long time. And he said, yes, but he's out now and he's doing some really great things with himself. And um, that was around the same time that I reached out to you because there's a lot of people, we all make mistakes. Just some people make different mistakes to land themselves in prison than other people or in jail. So um, do you mind talking a little bit about uh, maybe some of the things that you did or do you not like talking about that and you just want to move forward or how do you feel about that history that you have? Oh, I'm an open book. I, I have no plex about it. I, I believe in the slim shady principle, you know, where you, you bag on yourself and can't nobody say nothing bad at you at that point. And then it also, uh, you know, if you talk, if you, if you're honest with yourself, then it opens up to your weaknesses and then you can, you have a better chance at, uh, at fixing that. Um, but yeah, um, really I was just an idiot <laughs> to put in lack of words. Um, making poor decisions as far as wanting to fit in the crowd. Like for an example, I caught four cases and there's been a lot of things that I hadn't never gotten in trouble for, you know? So uh, I think a lot of us have experienced that, you know, but, um, uh, caught my first four cases one night, we were 17 years old and we were, it wasn't like I, I have never done without, like I've always had food to eat and stuff like that. Never done without like, like poor and suffering in that regard, but we were bored one night and um and we went out and stole from a bunch of cars in a rich neighborhood so we're from ferguson's not a rich neighborhood and we went out to a richer neighborhood in st louis and we just started out 
we're, we weren't, we were just bored and being stupid and we're stealing from cars. And, um, you know, if they left their car to open, we'd take the change or whatever they left in there. And some cars would leave their garage door openers in their car and we would hit the garage door opener and then we'd drive off, go hit other cars and then come back about 20 minutes later. And if the garage door was still open, we'd go in and steal like power tools or whatever was in that garage of value. And, um, and then one car left their keys in the car. So we sold car. And so um, we ended up getting caught the second night when we went out, long story short. Um, and, uh, and, and I took the rap for all four of us that got caught. And that's how I caught the first four cases was stealing a motor vehicle, two counts of stealing over 500 in a, um, a, a burglary first because we were going into people's garage. Mm-hmm. And so I, oh, go ahead. Yeah. About how old were you? Do you remember? Seven, 17. So young. And yeah. Yeah, that's just young. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it just didn't have any chief aim, no purpose in life and, and wanted to fit in and was bored. And then, but when that happened, I didn't, I, I thought that my life was over. I was like, oh, I'm going to go to prison for the rest of my life and I'm never going to be able to mount anything or whatever, which, you know, I didn't, I didn't know any better. I didn't know that I was just going to get probation, but I thought that I was done for. And so, I went off the deep end and started using other drugs. I started, I graduated really quickly. I started using ecstasy before I knew it. I was snorting Coke. And then before I knew it, I was smoking crack and shooting heroin. Just completely out there going off the deep end, stealing whatever I had to do to, to keep my habit going. And, um, and then I got locked up for a probation violation. Um, cause I violated my probation for uh, dirty, uh, dirty uh, urines and uh when i got locked up well ferguson i was in ferguson jail and then st louis county came to pick me up and i escaped from custody and um uh, assault on law enforcement officer being an idiot and uh i didn't really even assault the law enforcement officer but i should i shouldn't have ran uh but um he put in the report that i head butted him and then so he need me in my groin but really what happened is he just came up and need me in my groin to get me on the ground but i, I deserved it because i shouldn't have been doing what i was doing but uh yeah. And so off to prison, I went for the next four years after that. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your experience like while you were in prison? I mean, you know, I hear a lot of friends, they're like, oh man, you know, these prisoners have it really easy and they, you know, watch TV and they are waited on. I mean, really though, I know I've talked to people who've been in prison for real and that's not the story I hear. So how was your experience while you were there? Yeah. I mean, uh, nobody really knows what prison's like unless you've been there and lived there. So anybody has an opinion on it. If you've never been there, you can't really say what it's like, even if you watched all the TV shows that are out there, because it's just not the same. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, it's not easy because you're away from your family, but after so long, you kind of get used to it. And, and, um, and then you kind of like, and at this time in my life, I was still, uh, I wasn't, I didn't even know what personal development or self-help or any of this stuff was I was you know in my 19 years old to, to 23 wanting to fit in and be quote unquote a, a cool kid or whatnot mm-hmm. uh, but um yeah you just kind of you kind of start separating yourself you kind of stop thinking about the outside world even though it's like impossible not to at times but you kind of just live in that world inside there and man it's so hard to really really explain you know what it's what it's truly like but uh, you know, you're, you're, you're away. There's a, it's, it's like a psychological warfare every single day because you know, it's a total, total different rules inside of there versus in society. Nobody walks around smiling. Nobody's 
friendly and talkative and other people's business in there. You mind your own business and you, um, and you, uh, you just, you, you mind your own business and you don't let anybody, you know, uh, punk you or anything. And you don't have to be like a, 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 a super tough guy or anything, but you better not let anybody, uh, screw you over if for mm-hmm. lack of words. Mm-hmm. So, um, when you were in prison, were you able to get any help or when did, when was it that you started to get help for yourself or understand that you wanted to turn your life around? That came from within. And I mean, so what I'm building now with my podcast marketing agency, I I love that. Don't get me wrong. I'm super passionate about it. It's really awesome what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's really also a vehicle to what I'm also doing like long-term end game type of stuff. Uh, you know, I'm all about empowerment to me is not like giving somebody fish. It's teaching people how to fish and the current system, the judicial system, uh, it's garbage. It's trash. Uh, and I'm not making an excuse for people that go to prison. Cause if you go to prison, you put yourself there and you deserve it. Right. But there's people that do go to prison that are like me that learn from their mistakes and want to get back and to be in their family's life and, and do some cool stuff. And, um, the the system is designed it's built on money it's designed to keep you in the system if you look at our recidivism rates versus any other country we dwarf them it's 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 ridiculous it's sickening really and then on top of that uh, our taxpayer dollars that are going into the system are being completely wasted i'd be pissed off if i was paying money for it which i which i am and everybody else is um because the, the programs that they have you go through don't even help they don't i've went through them myself um and you can't even relate to the people that are teaching them on top of this it. garbage it doesn't it's not teaching any practical life skill or helping you in any way shape or form and it's just taking you away from the fact that hey when you come out of prison you got this x on your record and you can't get a job anywhere period because because you made that one mistake and even though you changed, that's going to follow you around for the rest of your life. And so it's already hard on that end. So long story short, sorry, I get kind of fired up when I talk no, about it, it. It's good for our listeners to hear this. And so important too, because people do screw up and it is a shame sometimes that that has to go with you and you have that on your shoulders pretty much the rest of your life. And um, I mean, especially with you being such a young person when all this happened, um, I can reflect back to when I was younger and think I could have made so many different wrong turns. And thankfully I didn't, but I, I very well could have anybody could have. So it's important to talk about this. Yeah. 100%. Um, I I usually don't like to talk about like, you know, all the stuff that's wrong without talking about a solution. So Mm kind of that, that well, not kind of, that's what we're doing. We're building an outsourcing agency where we vet people coming out of prison, not anybody, but people that truly want to turn their life around. Cause let's be real. A lot of, most of the people coming out mm-hmm. aren't trying to change their life around. There are, there are some though that do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and for the ones that are serious about doing good, um, you, I want to have a program where they come through this program. We build them up first and foremost, where they have to, you know, work on their character and skills and be taught things that aren't even taught in a lot of our school systems. And then we get them matched up based on their strengths and weaknesses with other companies and entrepreneurs that we're connected with, getting them employment so that they're able to feed their family, be productive members of society. And for the people that are entrepreneurs, we'll have programs for them too to help them fast track that. And so the whole thing is designed on not giving you a fish like welfare, food stamps, assisted living. We're going to teach you how to fish and go out and do it yourself. And then our ultimate goal will be a 9% recidivism rate or lower nationwide. I don't even know how we started talking about that. I kind of, we were talking about prison and it kind of led to that. Yeah. So I was, I was wondering, I mean, 
how, what was that life changing moment for you where you knew that you wanted to change? Yeah. So I don't know how I ended up on that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it was good though. I think that, I mean, my podcasts are really laid back. Everybody listening. I mean, it's just like, we're having a great conversation. So yeah. So yeah. What, what was that pivotal moment for you? Yeah, it was. So it came, I remember I was somebody that came from within and um, I went back, I got locked up for a DWI. Um, I had, I had gotten out, I came home when I was 19. I did four years flat. And then I got out for almost two years, was doing good, was working at a bar and grill as a cook. And then I got a job at a clothing store because I used to shop there all the time. Long story short, I was still working at the bar and grill where I had stability in my life, getting paid underneath the table. And I, I got this clothing uh, job, uh, clothing store sales job, and I crushed it. Sold 3,000 a whole store, did 9,000 on my third day there. They gave me a promotion, moved me up into management. I'm like, yes, I'm finally putting my past behind me. I'm in a, in a job, in a, in a career field. I could see myself thriving in because I get to, you know, I've always been like good in sales or helping people, talking with people, communicating with people. And um, I was all fired up. And then that raised red flags. And I get a call from Human Resources right after I put in my two weeks at the bar and grill. And they're like, yeah, you're a convicted felon, dude. You got to kick rocks. Mm-hmm. And that like crushed me. And, and instead of, you know, at the end of the day, that's my responsibility. I should have kept my chin up and searching for other opportunity and kept moving forward. But at that time, I chose to throw a pity party. I felt sorry for myself and became a raging alcoholic and uh, got a DWI and then got locked up for that and went back to prison. That was 20 days before my twin sons were born. And Patty, that was it. That was uh, the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. Um, it was the greatest thing that could ever happen to me because that pain was so intense. Because I, I used to play football as a kid, and uh, you know I didn't have a father figure, and I used to always play football and see all my friends' dads at football practice, and I used to wonder how that felt, you know, to have your dad there. And I couldn't wait for for my chance to be a father or even to be a coach for uh, my kids. And now I'm missing out on something that I looked forward to for so long. Um, and that meant so much to me. So it was, it was super painful. Can you put into words? But I, right in that moment, I just, I started running a completely different direction in my life. Mm-hmm. Wow. So your, your podcast business, is it a nonprofit or it's separate or cause you're doing so much good. Um, how, Tell our listeners a little bit about, okay, first of all, your podcast. Some of them may not have heard about your podcast. What is it about? And then secondly, you're talking about how you can um, help people who've been in prison go to find employment, basically. So what tell us, tell us a little bit more about both of those things. Yeah, no doubt, for sure. Um, so Podcast Penthouse is the podcast business that we have. That's gonna That's a separate entity. Then and we haven't even started the outsourcing agency that's going to, um, you know, achieve that nine percent recidivism rate or lower nationwide. But both of those are going to be for profit, definitely, because the more money you have, the more good, the more impact you can make. Mm-hmm. Um, just simple math, you know. So we're definitely going to. Is there going to be for profit? Um, the outsourcing agency, though, that for me, like even though it's going to be a for profit. Pro, look, for profit after we pay all of our overhead and the people that we need to help make the dream a reality, all the profits are going to be poured back into that company when we get to, to that point. Um, podcast Penthouse is kind of like building up the war chest to get to that point. And then um, Podcast Penthouse is huge. I just spent some time on your website today 
And sometime, not today, because I've been talking all day, I'm going to lose my voice pretty soon, but I definitely want to talk to you more about that because you offer some amazing services. Right on. Yes. So I'm the type of person that if I'm going to do something, I want to be the best at it because I'm really competitive and, and I just don't at second place or anything doesn't really excite me too much. This is who I am or whatever. And I, and I own every bit of it. Um, but yeah. Um, so, so how that all came about is through underdog empowerment. I, it was three and a half years after I got out of prison. And anytime I tried to collaborate with any entrepreneur, nobody, anybody, even just people just like myself up and coming in the trenches trying to make it happen. Nobody gave me, I was just a joke to them. I was this ex-convict turned entrepreneur afterthought that nobody took seriously. Like, man, look at this clown. He's trying to be an entrepreneur after doing prison time or whatever. And and I got really upset using a really nice language there. Uh, as a result, like, I'm like, dude, you don't know me. Like how you just, you're just going to say, cause I went to prison and I can't do this or whatever. And you don't know what I, what I'm trying to do and what, what I want to accomplish in my life. So I used that anger and aggression and frustration to, and I launched underdog empowerment for selfish reasons, first and foremost, to fill up my cup because you can't fill up any cup from an empty cup mm-hmm. and also to empower other underdog entrepreneurs in the process. And what's crazy is uh, we, we got underdog, underdog empowerment over two years now since we launched, but we got it ranked on day three on Apple and then we had Billy Gina's marketing on the show the following week. And it's just been an upward spiral momentum ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, but the crazy part is I, from in one week's worth of time, I went from nobody giving me a chance. I'm some joker, some clown out of prison trying to be an entrepreneur to interviewing celebrities. So podcast just opened up so many doors for our brain and for us to get where we're at now. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you're really talented and you're very, very smart. Um, you're very articulate and I am really glad that you showed those people who were naysayers that you could do it because I love, I love doing that myself. Yeah. <laughs> so I absolutely love that. And I love the name of your podcast too, or the podcast network. It's a, is it a network or because podcasters can join your movement, right? Yeah. So underdog empowerment movement, that's like a, a Facebook group, a community for the podcast underdog empowerment. Mm-hmm. Now podcast penthouse is the actual company, the business. And, um, we, we do, there's, there's, there's three things on how we help people right now. There's other ways too, but, uh, we, our highest level that we help people is a, we call it the penthouse experience where, and it's a higher level program, but it's for the busy entrepreneur that already has a business model working. He's probably, they're probably making 10 care more per month, really good at what they do. And they can't stand the fake entrepreneurs that take pictures in front of running Lamborghinis acting like they could promise you to be a millionaire overnight. That just doesn't happen. Right. Um, And they're really good at what they do, but they don't have a huge brand or they might've already started building one, but their main focus is growing that brand creating a celebrity brand through their podcast um, or creating a celebrity celebrity brand period. And that's where we come into play and they hire us and we produce all their shows for them. They just record uh, and then send it off to us in our client portal. We produce it all for them, get it out there for them. We get them booked on other podcasts to help grow their po- their own podcast and their business. And we also get celebrities booked on their show for them. Um, so that way they're aligning their brand with all these power players that's the highest level touch that we help people with. So it's essentially podcast management. Yeah. It's just like a, a, think of it like an engine for your podcast where you still have to, 
you still have to show up and record and, and there's a bunch of other stuff that you can do outside of what we do for you as far as marketing goes. But we also do a lot of the marketing for you, the lot of the grow for you by getting you booked on other shows, getting celebrities booked on yours and also getting you ranked on Apple. Um, yeah, that's our highest level thing. We just also launched the Alpha Podcasting Association, which is a thing that I run with 10 entrepreneurs and pretty much just take them under my wing and like, hey, this is our system that we work. Here it is. And you're also going to learn everything I learned and we're going to grow together, create custom plans on how you're going to align your podcast with your brand and business to see explosive growth. Um, and then last thing that we have is the course. That's for more of the do it, do it yourself kind of like, you know, Hey, I want to move at my own pace and just follow this framework in a course where I don't want the high level touch of the direct uh, contact thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And so people can find this website where could you give the social <laughs> media outlets? Yeah. Um, underdog empowerment is.com. Uh, you can find that to come check out the podcast. Definitely come check that out. It's what I'm super, super passionate about. That's growing to something amazing. Um, and everything's right there on underdogempowerment.com. Awesome. Awesome. Um, are you on, you're on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. All my socials are also on underdogempowerment.com. If you scroll all the way down to the bottom, uh, but yeah, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok, all of them really bad. I really jam on Facebook. Ooh, TikTok and TikTok is fun. Yeah, it is. I'm going to have to go add you later. That's yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show and for talking to me. And I definitely want to connect again after this. Um, and I would love to interview you again, too, maybe in some more detail. I have a few ideas on where we could go with those podcasts. But thank you again for listening. And everybody, um, be sure to check out Zachary and what he's doing. He's amazing. And I'm very proud of you, Zachary. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I had a blast today. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks everybody for listening. And oh, really quick. I do have to make an announcement. We had a Starbucks giveaway in uh, my podcast group and it's for a $15 gift card and Valerie Jean won the giveaway. So congratulations, congratulations, um, Valerie. And then also I'm going to be texting you all soon. More information on that. Um, I joined community, so we'll talk about that soon too. So thank you again, Zachary. And thank you everybody for listening. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter. Thank you. Thanks for all that you do. Sponsored by the Patriotic Mermaid. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. For more information and updates, check out www.pattycatter.com or thepatrioticmermaid.com. Also, make sure to drop us a follow on Instagram at Wake Up with Patty Catter and at the Patriotic Mermaid. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, take care.